Welcome to the Anne Unashamed Podcast, where we have relaxed couch conversations that heal by bringing you inside the life stories of vulnerable women and men who invite you to take a sneak peek into their journey. I'm your host, Erica. Let's chat. Today we are joined by Tanya. Welcome to the podcast, Tanya. Thank you, Erica. So (laughs) glad to have you here today. Glad to be here. So one of the things I like to do um, with everyone that visits the podcast is for them to bring their favorite cup. And um, I know that you um, brought a cup today. And so if you could kind of share what your cup is that you brought with you. Well, I brought this mug. It's um, it has my grandson's picture on it. His very first Christmas. Oh, it was a he was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's laid out. He's like maybe three months old. Yeah. And it's his first Christmas. So I picked this mug. Okay. So it was a good day. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I brought was, it's called Chaos Coordinator, mm. as you can see. And it's white um, for you guys out there listening with um, blue stripes, I guess, around it. And I like this mug because I think it describes my personality. Um, Sometimes I definitely like chaos, but not in the sense of I like to be in chaos. Mm, I like to clean up chaos. So put me in the mess and then I will come in, fix it and bring the calmness. And so I really enjoy doing that at work and just I try not to do it too much in my life, um, but definitely at work. I enjoy work problems and just finding solutions. Interesting. So, yeah. And it was a gift. So I appreciate the gift and someone recognizing. Okay. (laughs) The goodness in that. Nice. All right. So let's jump into the book. So after reading the book, Naked and Unashamed, what's your favorite part um, or section or chapter in the book? Um, I have two. Okay. Um, The first one is talking about the labels, the labels and feelings. Um. This one I gave a lot of thought to because there's a chart of different words mm-hmm. and um, you are, you sit with the words and, and you have to think on them. Yeah. And a few of them, of course, stood out to me, things that um, I grew up with and probably didn't even really recognize until now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, looking at the words, I'm like, oh, wait, you know, yeah, I can relate to this one and this one and this one and this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Is there a specific word that stood out that you would like to talk about? Well, it's it's a few of them that's here, but worthless. Okay. Um, I grew up kind of feeling that way. Um, I grew up with a alcoholic dad. Um, from what I was told, he wasn't like that his entire time but from the times that I can remember him he had he was alcoholic mm-hmm. and um he would just do things to you know disrupt our lives um one day I was playing and I heard him overheard him in a conversation saying that he wished I was a boy mm. and that was kind of a turning point for me because I felt like I wasn't good enough yeah that he didn't love me because I was a girl so I tried to change who I was to become a boy. Mm. So I became a tomboy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a tomboy. I wanted to play with Barbie. Yeah. You know, she was my favorite. <laughs> I had Barbies. Um, but I decided to ask for a Tonka truck that year so I could look more like a boy. And I didn't want my hair done. Mm. I didn't want to wear pretty dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, my first grade picture, 
um, shows where I refuse to let my mom do my hair. Wow. So I have plaits. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so um, it just kind of shows that period of time that I went through that, you know, made me feel that way. And I think it kind of carried through with me mm. into my adult life. Mm, how so? Um, I just feel like even in relationships, I just always felt like I didn't have the dad there. Okay. So, you know, I didn't have that male role model that mm-hmm. should have been there to fill this hole that was in my heart. Mm-hmm. So I tried to fill it in different areas, mm. you know, with men. Yeah. You know, but of course that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the book. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And you mentioned you had another a chapter that oh, stood out to you. Yes. Um the lens of grace was the second one um, where you talked about um, pictures mm-hmm. and how you use your camera to make different settings to take your picture. So mm-hmm. your picture can come out perfect. And I thought about that because most of the time when I take pictures, I use filters. Okay. Most of the time I do not like how my pictures come out <laughs> if I do not use the filter. Okay. So um, I thought about that and I kind of went through my pictures and looked at them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them do have filters. Oh, wow. Because if my face, you know, even if I have makeup on, if yeah. it, it doesn't look smooth enough for me, okay, then I retake the picture. Wow. You know, I don't post a lot of pictures because I don't like how I look in pictures. Hmm. But your book, I'm um, talking about lens, the lens of grace through God and how God sees us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to use a filter mm-hmm. to see us. He sees us for who we are and he loves us anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of, it makes you think. Mm-hmm. You know, well, why am I like this? You know, why do I feel like I have to alter myself to be okay yeah. or good enough? Yeah. When God says, no, I created you the way you are. Mm-hmm. And I love you the way you are. Yep, he does. So, That's awesome. We just have to learn how to love ourselves the way yeah. God loves us. That is so true. Yeah. That is so true. And it can be hard at times. It can be. Yeah. Has been. Yes. Is. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, So throughout the book, I talk about my experience around, let's call it these extreme circumstances where I did a lot of things not proud of to keep love. When you think about your experiences, are there some things that you have done to keep love? Absolutely. Um, I think the Biggest thing that I used to do when I was a lot younger was that I wouldn't pay bills. Mm. So um, I would have money to to shop for an outfit. Yeah. So I could look my best. Yeah. You know, I felt like I had to present my best self. Okay. Um. So if I had a date coming up or, mm-hmm. you know, if I was seeing someone, I didn't want him to see me in the same outfit. Mm-hmm. So I had to, you know, get something else, something different, even if it was just a new top or okay. or something and just kind of, oh, well, I'll just put this off to the yeah. side and won't take care of this, something I needed to take care of. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I would do that instead. Okay. Um, something else major, which I still kind of deal with, is when people show me who they are, mm-hmm. really, and I don't leave the relationship when I see the red flags the red blaring. Flags. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like, okay, this is a red flag. Now it's like crimson red. <laughs> now it's light. blood red. I mean, what in the world? But I always give people another chance, another yeah. opportunity. Um, because I know I'm not perfect. Yeah. I don't expect people to be perfect. But I also need to stop accepting the same thing. Yeah. When it, you know, the same types of behaviors keep going over and yeah. you, you continue to do it. And then I just say, okay, well, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to forgive yeah. you. Instead of saying, you know what? <laughs> you know, this relationship isn't good for me. Yeah. And that's hard. It is. Because as I'm listening to you, Describe that I'm thinking of just red flags that I remember in relationships and having a heart that is forgiving and trusting and believing that people do change, but to the detriment of ourselves. Right. Because we know that they can change yeah. if they want to mm-hmm. or if they feel it's a need to. Yeah. But a lot of people don't feel like they need to change. Yeah. That you should be the one to change for them. Mm-hmm. And I do have a gift of mercy, mm-hmm. so I can forgive you quickly mm-hmm. and move forward with you. But that doesn't mean I should all the time. Right. Sometimes I need to forgive you and move on. <laughs> Without you. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm yeah. still in the process of learning that. Okay. Okay. And now, and you mentioned the um, the outfits. Now, were these gentleman's taking you on date playing for the dinner as oh, well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't paying for <laughs> I'm like, I hope you were not getting outfits no, and contributing at all. <laughs> I mean, no, I wasn't contributing everything, but I would go out my way, you know. Yeah. I would make plans and, you know, yeah. you know, they might pay for it, but sometimes I would offer to pay. Okay. And, you know, just to keep the relationship going yeah. or, or, hey, what you doing? You know, mm-hmm. I would be the one to, to do that or I would be the one to have to make the plans. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the things we do. Yeah, it was exhausting. <laughs> I tell you. Okay. So as kind of thinking through what you just shared, is there a moment in your life where you experience shame? Absolutely. More than once. Okay. Um, but the very first one was becoming pregnant, having a child at 16. Mm. Um. As I mentioned, the relationship wasn't there for my dad. Mm -hmm. I was looking for love. Um, My high school sweetheart. (laughs) Um, We ended up married, but it didn't. It just didn't work out. Um, But yeah, when I met him, he kind of filled that place. Okay, I felt like he didn't just want to be with me just for that. Mm -hmm. That he really liked me, Mm -hmm. and so I kind of allowed him in, and he did. He he filled. The hole, mm-hmm. you know, that I was feeling. But, yeah, along with that, I became pregnant mm. and um, had to make a decision whether or not I was going to have my child or not. Um, that was stressful. I was a, a junior in high school. Okay. And um, so once I decided to have my child, um, going to school, pregnant, was difficult. Yes. To say the least, my friends were talking about me behind my back. I can remember being in the bathroom and three girls walked in. They were talking about somebody. I didn't know who they were talking about Mm -hmm. at first. But, yeah, then I realized they were talking about me. Oh, my. (laughs) And one of them was, you know, she was pretty close to me. Yeah. And I was, it really hurt. It hurt. Yeah. So, you know, I came out and confronted them. Like, why are y'all talking about me? Mm -hmm. 
you know, but they weren't the only ones talking about me. People in my family talked about me. Okay. But I left school. Okay. And I decided, okay, well, I, I just can't deal with that anymore. I just need to be at home mm-hmm. and just go get a GED, which while I was out of school, <laughs> decided when my class graduated. Mm. Yeah. And then, you know, the next year, you know, they were moving on. I just I decided to go back and still get my diploma. Okay, so but I was a year behind my class. Yeah. But you went back and you finished. I did. Yeah. But they left me. That's okay. (laughs) It hurt. Yeah. But I kept it moving. I felt like my daughter deserved me to do my best. She did. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you say to your younger self? Well, don't get pregnant young. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Realistically, um, you know, I don't even know what I could tell my younger self um, because the the root of what was going on, you know, started with, you know, my dad. I think Mm -hmm. that that whole situation started with with him, Mm -hmm. you know, just trying to deal with the things that was going on there. Um, I watched my mom you know, just take care of me. Yeah. Um. So if I could go back and tell my younger self something, I would go back and tell her, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what people are doing. Mm-hmm. God loves me. Yeah. And just to remind myself how much God loves me. Yeah. And that he's going to see me through every challenge. He's yeah. going to give me the grace and mercy that I need to make it from one level to the next and to the next and to the next. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like our teens today need to hear that. They do. Yeah. They need to know that God and, you know, he how much he loves us and how he brought his son Jesus here mm-hmm. to save us. Yeah. And, you know, that's a sacrifice that we need to think about. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, any nuggets of wisdom that you would give to others? You mean in this? When you think about... Your story and the shame you experience of being a teen mom. Any nuggets of wisdom to someone that might be um, a teen mom now or someone who is later in life who was a teen mom? I would say, um, you know, each person has their own decision. You know, just whatever decision you make, make sure that it's a decision that you can live with. Mm hmm. Because it's going to be a decision that you're going to live with for the rest of your life, yeah. one way or the other. Um, if you decide to have your child, of course, then you have to raise your child. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have your child and you feel like you can't raise your child to give your child away for adoption, mm-hmm. let someone else raise it. Or if you decide you're not going to have your child, yeah. you know, just know that that is something that's final and you just have to, you know, be able to live with that. But to know that God's grace mm-hmm. is always going to be with you. Mm-hmm. And um, life is hard, you know, but God will give us grace. Yeah. You know, for whatever decision we make. And I know for me, I wouldn't change. The only thing I would change is the maybe the age, <laughs> you know, when I got pregnant, yeah. you know, but. I wouldn't change the fact that I have my daughter, Okay, you know, and that she's here. Yeah. And I look at her all the time and I'm like, you know, I had her, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, when I thought about maybe not, you know, just because of the situation. But I'm glad I made the decision that I made. Yeah. And, you know, my mom, she was a big part of helping me and, and being my support system and helping me get through 
you know, becoming who I am today. Mm-hmm. And um, so that my children could have more. And so I have to give a shout out to my mom. Yes. <laughs> for Go being, mom. Yes, for being there for me because she was my rock. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So as we wrap up this conversation and you think about kind of the book title of your life, so you kind of fill in the blank, blank and unashamed, what would you title your story? My story would be titled Here and Unashamed. Okay. I like that. I I am still here, Mm -hmm. um, you know, going through everything I did with feeling worthless. I've had a lot of time that... You know, I've had suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. um, the enemy telling me to just, hey, just end it all. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to love you anyway. You mm-hmm. know, those type of things that mm-hmm. I've dealt with from time to time in my life. But God says no. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm still here, you know, still learning. I'm in counseling mm-hmm. still That's for awesome. things that have gone through, you know, that I've gone through in my life. I'm still here. I'm still going forward. I'm still moving forward. Yeah. And I'm still going to allow God to use me for whatever, you know, he wants me here. He wants me here. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. So whatever his reason is for keeping me here. Well, let me feel that. Okay. That's awesome. Here and unashamed. Here. I am here. I like that. Yes. That's awesome. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. Yes. To talk with you today and learn more. Um, one thing that I would love for you to do is you can kind of maybe share with our listeners a little bit about yourself. Any fun facts you want to share? Um, well, I mean, I am older than you, Miss Erica. <laughs> um, I also want to say to you, I'm just so proud of you for making creating this book and writing this book and getting it out here. And, you know, your book is more about other people, which okay. I love. I just want to say that first. <laughs> I appreciate um, that. So I just, you know, I, this is, it's awesome. Thank and you. I just thank God. And I just know God is going to use your, you and your book to reach many women. And it's great. Thank um, you. So about a little bit about myself. I'm a little older than you. Um, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday in a couple of days. Yes. Happy Yay. birthday. <laughs> um, I'm a mother of three beautiful adult daughters mm-hmm. and I have four amazing grandchildren. That's awesome. Um. I love riding roller coasters. Okay. Yeah, my daughters, they keep me pretty young. So, you know, <laughs> I go to the amusement parks, love to ride a roller coaster. Okay. Get me on a roller coaster. I'm having a good day. That is awesome. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here and taking the time. Um, thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yes. <laughs> thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you were able to walk away with something meaningful you can apply to your life. If you're interested in sharing your story and being a guest on the podcast, let me know by visiting andunashamed.com. Remember to subscribe and feel free to share and encourage someone with this episode. If you haven't already, go grab a copy of my book, Naked and Unashamed. You can find out where to purchase by also visiting the site andunashamed.com. I can't wait to chat with you next time. Before we go, I'll leave you with a quote from Oscar Wilde. To love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance.